know what they say, the third time is the charm. Welcome to episode number three of the Power Hour. It's your galactic guide through rock and roll. DJ DK with my trusty sidekick. The man, the professor of passion, the sorcerer of seduction. I give you double two. Oh, thank you very much, DJ DK. I feel very seductive. <laughs> especially today. You feel especially seductive today. Yes, very. Double T, very. can you believe it? Episode number three. We have not been shut down yet. We have not been contacted by lawyers of any kind. We're still going. What do yeah, you say? Yeah, I feel blessed. <laughs> no criminal Either, charges. No criminal charges. Either that or they just haven't found us yet. Yeah. They, they may eventually find they, us. They may. And if you can hear the sounds in the background, we've been relegated to a sweatshop in Mexico, which is, is actually a move up in the world for us. It is a move up. I feel like we're like Pirate Bay. We have to keep moving our studio so this way they can't track us down. We're like the Jeffersons. We're moving on up to the east side. Exactly. The Power Hour. We're going to be doing our usual thing here, playing some great music. We're going to be filling your brains with some nonsensical talk about everything under the sun, hopefully giving you some interesting factoids, a little bit of background on some of these great songs that we're going to play. Basically, we deal in hypotheticals, nonsense. You just never know where it's going to go. That's right. It could go anywhere. It could go down south, go up north. It could go all the way to the Mexican sweatshop. <laughs> Exactly. Right. In case we have some new listeners, we're not fact-checking. So we're throwing some stuff out here. Generally, we've researched this stuff through Wikipedia or uh, asking our neighbors, co-workers who appear to be smarter than us or perhaps watching Jeopardy. It's mostly true, but there could be some complete lies in here. And I think you should tell them where they can contact us if they want to verify it and That's uh, right. let us know. Uh, tell me if I get this right, Double T. Mm -hmm. Who, the number four, gives a shit at gmail.com. It's a real email address. We're not bullshitting this time. It's totally legit. A huge enemy of this show, Double T, as always, overplayed rock and roll songs. Double T, if you think I'm off the mark with any of these, tell me and we'll let them live. Now, people might say, as we list these songs some of these weeks, they make, oh, well, that's a good song. Right. I'm not saying these are good, bad, or indifferent. Some of them are very good, but they've been overplayed. They gotta go. The Rolling Stones, I Can't Get No Satisfaction. I agree to that one. Terrible. Love the Stones, but that it's got to go. Number two, Rod Stewart, Maggie May. Oh. I was kind of on the fence on this one, Double T. What do you think? That ah, sound? Yeah, definitely. Number three, George Thorogood, Bad to the Bone. Mm -hmm. It is bad to the bone, literally. It's in the movies. Yeah. It's, it's, it's everywhere. It's it, Yeah, it's bad. Okay. Yeah. Number four, Pink Floyd, Money. Yeah. I hate this one when it hits. You get the cash register sound at the beginning. I agree. It's just terrible. Number five, Joan Jett, I Love Rock and Roll. It's time to stop putting the dime in the jukebox, baby, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be over. I think she can rock to another song. Yeah, that's right. The jukebox has been unplugged. It's over, guys. Yeah. It has been decreed by myself and Double T. These songs are thrown into the void, never to be heard again. There's an exception to the rule. We can play these for infants and children as they start to learn about rock and roll one time. That's all they get. One time, right. one play, and then forevermore into the void. Third episode. I can't believe we made it here. I was thinking, what could we do for the show? Something special. We need a dedication of some sort. And we're going to dedicate this episode to power trios, my nice. man. Very nice. Three-person nice. bands. And some people might think, oh, I thought that band had 40 people in it. This is only a three-man operation for some of these guys. Hey, some of those guys, they actually played and overdub instruments and whatnot. Yeah, they well, that's true. still consider three. Could be some studio that. magic going on, but right. generally speaking, these are three-man outfits here. And, uh, you know, that's pretty good, Double T. You're in a three-man band. Think about it. You have a hit song, mm -hmm. only got to split it three ways. Right. <laughs> it's better right. than the East Street band. You're splitting it 46 different people. Well, it's actually one and then... 
then that every <laughs> Bruce gets it and it trickles down. Right. Uh, let's go into the first one here. Uh, this band was formed in 1966, so we're talking about Slow Hand, Eric Clapton, oh, yeah. Jack Bruce Ginger Baker, also known as Cream. It was written by Clapton and Double T, a member of the Beatles. So I'm going to let you marinate on that a little bit as you listen to this song. We'll come back and I'm going to give you an answer as to which Beatle it was. It's Cream with Badge. the power of three there that was cream with badge double t we were saying the beetle connection there the song was written by eric clapton and what beetle i don't have a guess on it because i didn't realize there's a connection to the beatles it's not ringo because apparently i don't think ringo ever wrote oh ringo shit, does but... a lot of stuff <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's rich but what did he ever do okay so the answer is george harrison there's this whole love triangle thing going on with uh, eric clapton and george harrison's wife wow we could do a whole episode on that uh, we got to get into the next one this is sort of baseball related have you heeded my advice and avoided baseball or are you watching any games i did not watch any games working in the sweatshop so i kind of missed all the you, you have no baseball access no in the sweatshop. baseball access i've learned the power of highlights right you mm -hmm. just watch the sports center 30 seconds you get to see the home runs and the strikeouts that's all you need you know what i mean you save yourself like four hours that's an awesome idea the next power trio not only do we have a baseball connection they're going to be our first double play the outfield just for some background here an english band everybody probably remembers the song your love 1985 was their huge album play deep we're not going to play your love overplayed Good everybody call. thinks you know that's their one hit but that album play deep had a couple great songs on so what we're going to give you here two in a row double play it's the outfield with say it isn't so and all the love <laughs>
right, so that was two from the outfield off 1985's Play Deep album. That shows you there's some other good songs on there, Double T. You know, sometimes that happens. I guess it's the curse of, like, having a huge hit. Have such a, a huge song, which I'm sure is a great thing, but then people just think that's all you are, right? Sometimes the record company dictate what they have to do, right. and they get overly commercialized. When then I they think, play that one song to death because right. they want to get as much exposure, but then they're missing out, like, all the tracks are just as good. You know? I think you fall into that thing sometimes too. You have a huge success with the songs. It just goes huge. Right. Then you try and replicate it six times. Right. You know, so you fall into that trap as well. Something becomes successful. But you know, I guess given the choice, Double T, would we rather have a number one hit or not? Fuck it, man. Let's oh, take yeah. the number one hit and the money. Yeah. <laughs> if that's all we ever have, that's one more hit than <laughs> this show is ever going to have. Am I right? Oh, definitely. <laughs> that's what they're doing. They're just riding the wave while it's still there. Yeah, you yeah. got to. You got to ride the cash wave. Right? Mm-hmm. Next up, honestly, probably a surprising power trio for some people. A lot of people probably don't think this is a three-man operation here. The Kings of Grunge, although Pearl Jam might have something to say about that. It's Nirvana. Grunge, Double T. Fan? Mm-hmm. Not a fan? What do you think? Oh, definitely a fan. A I fan. am too. Some great fans in there. Although I love and the stuff that came before Grunge. Right. I like Grunge too. And what's coming out of Nirvana is uh, the Foo Fighters. That's which right. Has a deep, spiders deep off in all these different bands, mm-hmm. right? You know, a lot of them are still active too. Pearl mm-hmm. Jam's still out there. You know, mm-hmm. some of them are dead though as well. You know, right. Soundgarden not so good. Stone Temple Pilots not so good. But you know, it does have some staying power. So it wasn't necessarily a fad. I would say they're still out there doing that. No, good I don't business. think so. It happens during that time period where. We needed something different. The music at the time was stagnant, so I think right. this was like a breath of fresh air. Even though subject matter is pretty depressing. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's true. But you're right. I think the hair metal and the, the high octane rock and roll, the wave had gone so high, something comes out that's the opposite way. I mean, my God, at the end of the hair metal era, your neighbor was in a band. You know, everybody right. was in a band. My God, you could play the xylophone, you were in a band. The pendulum swingeth the other way, or whatever they say, right? Total two, right. So yeah, right. you know, and the music is depressing, but that was in contrast to the party music that came before it. Now that we've depressed you indefinitely, let's do one from Nirvana. This is off of their great Unplugged album. This one is called Where Did You Sleep Last Night? Body never was found. 
girl, where will you go? I'm going where the cold wind blows. In the pines, in the pines, where the sun don't ever shine. I will shiver the whole night through. So that was Nirvana with Where Did You Sleep Last Night? Double T, Where Did You Sleep Last Night? <laughs> I wish I remembered. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to say the sweatshop. It's getting, it's getting extremely scary. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you wake up, you're like, holy shit. Am I alive? Am, am it's I just alive? the afterlife. Yeah. Right? Two bands coming up. These bands to me are, are so similar. Uh, I bet there's a lot of people that attribute each of these bands like to each other. What I'm saying is we got two Canadian power trios. Uh-huh. It's Rush, of course, you know, the most famous Canadian band. But then we also have Triumph. Ooh, I so, like Triumph. So do I. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of people out there that are listening to Triumph and going, oh, it's just Rush, because they sound so similar. But I think musically, though, the styles are definitely different. That's the thing. Speaking of fans, have you ever had any encounters with Rush fans? My God, that's uh, an intense fan base there. They're kind of like Aussie fans. They'll kill. Yeah, <laughs> you know? the fan base is like The nerd guys. following is huge. Yeah, at some of the recent concerts, you find the diehards are there in the front row. They're bringing their kids in tow. Right. And I'm not sure. I think Rush is off the road now. They're kind of at yeah, the end. Yeah, kind of like a music version of Trekkies. That's right. That's exactly right. That's um, a good analogy there. Yeah, the music is not an easy listening. Very fantastical themes. That's the other thing. Thing that I was thinking about. Right. Most bands have uh, songs about love and heartache and jealousy sometimes and human emotions. Love. It's all about love. Does Rush have any love songs? No, it's about spaceships and no, I don't think medieval so. warriors and yeah, science I mean, fiction stuff. I think that's why you liked it because you're like Game of Thrones. Prog rock, right? Yeah. Progressive rock and roll. That's yeah, it is right. progressive. It's the kind that you want to sit there with a bottle of booze and some weed and just you know, yeah. Just, <laughs> just, just go to a, I mean, a different like a, uh, dimension, yeah, right? Yeah, like 2112. That's right. And, you, and you're supposed to listen to those albums and the songs flow into each other and tell a story. Like 2112's uh, Wikipedia, people. I mean, it's yeah. a weird tale. Uh, a warrior sent out to find his destiny in the sci-fi. I mean, it's pretty trippy. And right. you're thinking, man, these guys must have been smoking something good to even come up with this. <laughs> yeah. You know? The reality is Neil Peart wrote the lyrics because he's an avid reader. The man reads all the time. They were touring with Kiss. This is like in the early days. And Gene Simmons was talking about it. It's like, you know, like after the show, you know, we want to come out and hang with us. And we check with them. And it's like, yeah. He wants to go there. home and lead, read well, the, Lord the of the Rings, Rings or something. Right. Well, you know, <laughs> Kiss is trashing the hotel. He's room. got a Dungeons and Dragons and, game to get to well, later. That's the funny thing. It's like they just sit around watching TV and reading a book. That's right. Yeah, they're a different breed. And it's yeah. a different type of yeah. rock and roll. These back-to-back are going to be great for our gym people out there. Because there's a lot of humanoids out in our audience that uh, work out to us speaking for in our music for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Mm-hmm. So I have a feeling this Canadian power is going to come through on this double shot here. It's going to allow you to lift a lot more weight. So let's do it. Canadian power trios back to back. Let's do Rush with Working Man and Triumph with Never Surrender. <laughs>
Abbott with the Canadian power trio double play there. Rush with Working Man, Triumph with Never Surrender. Can you feel the energy, Double T? I feel like I need to lift some weights in here. Do we have any <laughs> weights around the sweatshop? So here's the deal, Double T. This week, because of the power tree, is we have no equal Van Halen representation. I think moving forward, Rush should always be tailed by Triumph. What do you think? I like that. Must be made into law, like equal Van Halen representation. Okay, it's the Trace Hombres coming up. ZZ Top. We got Billy Gibbons, Dusty Hill, and Frank Beard, the boys from Texas. Nice. Double T, what do you think? Uh, are you a ZZ Top fan? Do you love or hate beards? Uh, tell me what you think. I love ZZ Top. You're hitting all my favorites right now. But you know what's funny? Like these guys were existing during that time period I was existing. And I think they drive how I'm feeling. I'm sure, DK, like you feel the same way. It's the energy. Yeah. Maybe that's the, why they call it the power tree. You just get that energy you production. You do, you from do. It. Some trivia here on ZZ Top, Double T. I got a question for you. I'm gonna okay. to you. So the beards, obviously iconic with ZZ Top. Here's the question. Do all three members of ZZ Top have the long beards? Yes or no? I say no. You're actually <laughs> correct. Two of the three have the beard. Here's the uh, freaky thing. The drummer, Frank Beard, right. doesn't have the beard. Right. <laughs> Pretty weird. Huh? Yeah, you think they do that on purpose? Maybe. We should do some research. I wonder if his last name is really Beard. Or... Please, somebody just... uh, write to that email. Let us know what's going Give on. Give us some knowledge, for God's because, sake. Because frankly, we're just way too busy. Like, we're <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, right. I mean, the sweatshop it looks <laughs> like they're taking breaks right now. <laughs> we're dodging bullets yeah. in the sweatshop. They're Please, having a siesta right now, so we could probably get away with it. Yeah. So here's the deal. ZZ Top. See, everybody looks at uh, 1983 album Eliminator. It had sharp dressed man, oh, yeah, legs. Yeah. You remember the, the videos with the uh, antique cars, the hot women, that whole deal. Oh, yeah. But what we're going to do right here, we're going to be a little different like the show always is. We're going to pay homage to the follow up of that 1983 Eliminator album with 1985's Afterburner, which is also a great album, just kind of secondary when people think about ZZ Top. Two in a row here, a couple from the Afterburner album, two that I love. It's Sleeping Bag and Velcro Fly.
Alrighty, so that was our double play from ZZ Top, Sleeping Bag and Velcro Fly off of Afterburner. So, Double T, you ever wear a Velcro fly? <laughs> was that like an 80s deal or something? <laughs> it might be an 80s thing, you know? It could be like a new invention that they had at the time, but I remember, wasn't it like jackets with lots of zippers? That's and, Well, yeah, and you had that? the shoes. There was a lot of Velcro shoes. Or is that yeah. just, has that always been a thing for old people, Velcro shoes? I don't know. Maybe they're talking about like the easy access, but... Uh... That's right. That's right. <laughs> if you're wearing the Velcro fly out on the night, dude, it's on. It's you know like, what I mean? I'm Something's going to go. go down. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Some, Something or somebody's going to go down when the Velcro flies on. Exactly, I'm on. So we promise for uh, next episode, we're going to get uh, parachute pants with a Velcro fly, double T. Nice, nice. I want the silver one. Silver <laughs> parachute pants. That would be really cool. Nice. With Velcro fly. We might actually have to find a parachute and make them out of the material from the parachute. <laughs> yes. Remember uh, last episode, I think we got some good reception on the song battle we did at the end. You remember that was pretty cool. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, Journey versus Scandal, I think we did on the last episode, right? Yes, that was good. Well received. I kind of want to do the same thing here. Let's do another song battle to the death. And we got to sort of keep with the uh, power trio theme here. Mm -hmm. So our power trio player here is Thin Lizzy. Uh, we're going to pit them up against Metallica. I know, I know, Metallica's not a power trio, but sorry. I wanted to play this song. Here it is. It's the song, you probably know this one. Whiskey in the Jar, oh, I guess it's Whiskey in the Jar, oh, I don't know how you... Whiskey in the Jar, The, the pirate yeah. song, right? Mm -hmm. Then Lizzie's version came out in 1972. You probably remember the Metallica one. It was on the radio all the time from 1998. A lot of people know the Metallica version of this song. I bet a lot of people have never heard the Thin Lizzy song, which was actually first. It sort of flip-flop. It's kind of interesting because in last week, can a remake ever be better than the original? But this might be sort of 180 to that. People probably heard the newer version and never heard the older one. Right. So we're attacking it from a different angle, Double T. I like that. It's a pirate battle to the death to close the show out here. Thin Lizzy versus Metallica, whiskey in the jar. And hopefully we'll be back soon to mentally let you guys walk the plank with us for episode four. Arr, matey! <laughs>
Pistols. And I shot him with both barrels 